Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Cleveland Browns Dog Pound South podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gill. Um, this is I'm part. Uh, the show is part of the Fi- uh, Fanatical Elves Network, which is part of the Fans First Sports Network. Uh, let's talk about Thursday night's game. Um, I thought the number one offense, despite not having Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, and Joel Batonio played very well. Um, that's what I expect to see from Deshaun Watson. He looked sharp. He looked crisp. He looked decisive. Uh, the defense, despite missing a lot of starters, number one defense also looked very, very good. Zadarius uh, uh, Smith is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, yes, I know they didn't score on their first possession. They went for it on fourth down. But, you know, all the play calling is very vanilla at this point. I'm sure if Nick Chubb was playing, they would have called a play and he would have scored. Um So I'm not worried about uh, Kevin Stefanski going for it. While we were in rain delay, I uh, checked out a few other games while I was waiting. I I went over and watched a little of the uh, Steelers-Buccaneer game, and I also watched a little of the Bengal-Packer game. Coaches were going for it on fourth down all over the field. It's it's something you want to see when games don't count. It's something you want to see how your team's going to react to. So that doesn't bother me. The play calling would have been much different as they got down to the goal line. Uh, as for the backups, uh, Joshua Dobbs didn't look that that play that well. But then again, this was his first game action. I expect him to be a little better um, when they play Philadelphia because none of the starters are going to be playing against Philadelphia. There are going to be a lot of backups. Uh, against the Eagles because namely Kevin Stefanski doesn't like to play the starters after he has the scrimmages with another team. This stems back to when they scrimmaged against the Colts and a ton of fights broke out. Um, It it just, it's wiser if uh, you know, you're going to play the game after a couple scrimmages to uh, not play the starters. I understand. And I, I expect to see, a lot of starters in the last preseason game against the Chiefs. So, you know, I, I can wait for that. Um, number two defense, also not that well. Didn't play that well. Um, they allowed Jacoby Brissett, who can carve up backups better than anybody. So that doesn't really bother me either. Um, Dorian Thompson Robinson did look very good. Again, built on that game he had against the Jets. Played very, very well. Um, he is a, he gives a spark to this team. And as, as the team goes forward and plays a few more, these last two preseason games, I don't think they're going to re- make him the number two simply because Joshua Dobbs has a fully guaranteed contract for this year. I, I just can't see it, but I tell you, he's making them think about it. Berea in Berea, they're thinking, God, this kid is this kid's got a got a spark to him. Even Kellen Mond played better than he did against the Jets. I was very satisfied to see that. He 
if they can stash Amond on the practice squad, they probably will. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson will have to make the final 53. Um, so that's something to consider when we go into cuts. The team is going through cuts. So all in all, um, I thought the third and fourth team uh, defense played very well. Uh, Ronnie Hickman is making a case to unseat DeAnthony Bell as the fourth safety. Um, he played well. Of course, on offense, Austin Watkins. I mean, where did you find this kid? Get it, Pick him up late while they're in West Virginia, and he is making a case. Uh, you've got to consider – you have to consider him if Marquise Goodwin is not healthy enough to play uh, at the beginning of the season. Um, I know he's taking blood thinners, and that usually helps with blood clots. But uh, if if Marquise Goodman, Goodwin is healthy, he is going to make the team. He brings a speed aspect. But, man, this Atkin Watson kid looking good. Um, as for the other, other players, none of the running backs really stood out. So what did they do? They signed, uh, another, a veteran backup, uh, Wilkins played mostly with the Colts. Uh, I think he's like six foot one, 216 pounds. He has an NFL career average per carry of 4.9 yards. So that was a good signing. Excellent sign. We haven't seen Shelby Harris yet. Hopefully he'll uh, play during the scrimmages, maybe a little bit um, in the preseason game. I doubt it, though. They might save him for the fourth one as well. Um, I heard today that Greg Newsom is going to be practicing this week. That's good news. Uh, Cameron Mitchell, uh, the, the rookie, played well of the draft picks. All of them played well except Cedric Tillman. He looked a little flat while he was out there, and he made a few mistakes, had a penalty called against him. Luke Whipler looks really good at center, and he played a little guard. Uh, that's encouraging to see because that tells me they're, the, team, the, the front office and the coaching staff likes uh, linemen with versatility. Um, Dunn played guard, and he can play center. Uh, Nick Harris played well, so... We'll see what happens there. Dewan Jones is continuing to impress. You just—he is just so big. You just can't get around that guy. Now on the on the on the bad side, um, Wilkes was average. He had some good plays against Chase Young. He had some bad plays against Chase Young. But then again, he's playing against Chase Young. Uh, James Hudson. Oh my goodness. Uh, man, he's just, he's going to get a quarterback killed if he has to start. If something happens to Wills, if, uh, if I'm the Browns, I think about, I would think about looking at, at veteran left tackles or veteran swing tackles, but, um, they created two roster spots. They picked up a corner and of course they signed the running back. Uh, those spots were taken uh, by, um, unfortunately, uh, Bubba Bolden, Bubba Bolden um, was released, and Jacob Phillips put on IR. Um, that's a shame. Uh, I like this. I liked him coming out of LSU. He uh, played high school ball here in Nashville at East High School, uh, so I'm very familiar with him. Uh, I was. I was thinking they might waive him with a uh, 
injury designation, but they put him on IR. So they must think that he can still be useful to the team uh, in the future. Um, David Bell played well. So for all of you people saying, well, they need to cut David Wells, uh, David Bell and keep uh, Austin uh, Watkins. Uh, that's not going to happen. David Bell caught his first touchdown. Very nice route runner. Um, very, very good in the slot. So I'm not worried about that. Um, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson was so-so. Uh, but you could tell uh, when he was in with Smith that uh, they had played together in Minnesota. So I can't wait to see uh, this defense with all the starters. I mean, with, with Shelby Harris playing and Miles Garrett and Grant Delphitt. Um, linebacker, because of the injury to Jacob Phillips, I don't think they're going to bring in another linebacker uh, right now. They've got uh, Anthony Walker and Taki Taki. Uh, as starters, so I'm I'm not and JOK JOK wow he played great, um, so I don't think they need to bring in another linebacker. Um, Tony Fields, another one, still playing well, and uh, Jim uh, Schwartz loves him because of his versatility. He can play many different positions, so I unless you know injuries happen, they, I don't think they're going to bring in a linebacker. Uh, as for special teams, the covered unit were better, except for the last kick return where they allowed a big return. But uh, the defense came up and they still managed to, they had a chance to tie it. And the game would have ended tie if they got the uh, uh, two-point conversion. That's the way things are in preseason. Let's take a quick break, break and we'll come back and talk a little bit about Cade York. All right, everybody in uh, Cleveland is talking about Cade York. Bring somebody in now. Do it now. Cut him. The team is going to try and get him to work through this. The list of players available right now, probably the best one is Robbie Gold, but he's 40 years old. Uh, he is good. If you have any doubts about Cade York, if, if they were going to sign anybody, and cut Cade York, that would be the player I would want, would be Robbie Gold, but they're not going to do that. Uh, don't bring in another young kicker. Any kicker that comes in now as competition is going to want guaranteed money. Uh, right now, after the Shelby Harris signing, the Browns have about a little over $14 million in cap space. You want to save that for the season and also save it to carry over into next year when the salary cap problems start to emerge. So... I don't see him bringing in a competition. Let's see if we can work it out with him. Um, you could, they could wait until uh, the final cut, the, the big cut down day. I know there are six or seven teams that have uh, kicker competitions right now, including the Washington commanders. Um, so you could, you could carry him along until then. And if he still is, has this mental, laps in kicking you could bring in whoever loses a, a kicker competition on another team that doesn't really sound appealing to me uh, usually the loser of a kicking competition is someone you don't really want <laughs> but uh yeah i can understand the frustration i mean for years cleveland fans have had to put up with uh, 
a great kicker and lousy quarterbacks. Now we've got a great quarterback and a lousy kicker. But let's let's see what Bubba Ventron can do. Uh, let's see how they can work through it. Uh, you know, there were rumors last year that Bajorquez, the punter, wasn't a great holder. I haven't seen anything like that. Um, he he does his job. Um, it's just that uh, this kid has got a little mental block. Uh, and he's making his extra point. Uh, the extra point, he, uh, the two extra points. Well, let's see. The extra point he kicked uh, looked good. So basically what we're talking about is getting rid of a kicker. Now, I know Andrew Barry has is building this team to win now. And the AFC North is a tight, tight dis, uh, division. So if he, if he kicks, if he misses a kick during Philadelphia, then you got it. They have, the team has to do something. Uh, that would be three games in a row that he's missed a field goal or an extra point. If he misses an extra point, you just, you're going to have to do it. And hopefully they'll go with a veteran like Robbie gold. Um, that would be the best solution. Um, I love the fact that when the number two and number three deep or the number two defense wasn't playing well, they showed uh, defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz on the sideline talking to somebody in his headset. And uh, I'm glad we couldn't hear what he was saying because like every other word was an F-bomb. Uh, you can tell this guy, he he demands his players play well. And I guarantee you um, during these scrimmages tonight and Tuesday um, – that he's going to be riding his players, which is a good thing. And that's, you know, and now we come to Philadelphia. Um, they're practicing at 5 o'clock Eastern tonight and Tuesday night. Uh, this is decided on by the host team. So Philadelphia had decided that that's when they want these scrimmages to go. That's when they're going to go. So we'll have to wait until this evening to see uh, to see the video on social media of how the teams play. Hopefully um, they'll go in with a better attitude. Last year when they scrimmaged with Philly, Philly was businesslike. They uh, were more physical. Uh, they all got off the bus uh, for the scrimmages like they were going to play a game. That's what I want to see from uh, the Browns in these two scrimmages. This is an excellent test. I believe Philly last year had either number one or number two pass defense in the league. So I anticipate a very good test, not only for the receivers, um, but also for Deshaun Watson. Uh, this is a good, good barometer. Uh, as for the game, you know, win and lose. It's nice if they win, but it's just a glorified practice. Just, you just get through it with no injuries, no more injuries. And, you know, let's clean up the penalties. Um, number one and number two, I didn't see any uh, penalties that really, you know, they, they look crisp. Number one offense look crisp. Number one defense look crisp. Um, during the summer, I went back and watched uh, some of Deshaun Watson's uh, games with the Texans in 2018 and 2019. Um, he looks just like that. 
he he looks just like that player, but with better talent around him. So um, I'm anticipating a uh, some very healthy scrimmages tonight and tomorrow night, and uh, hopefully a competitive injury-free game on Thursday against the Eagles. Um, so that leads us to hopefully we'll get to see more players practice, a lot of starters, Amari Cooper. Um, hopefully Cedric Tillman will realize that he played a little flat and will pick up his game a little bit. If you uh, haven't watched uh, this week's Unleashed, I, I encourage you to go and watch it on YouTube. Um, and while you're there, you can subscribe to the Fanatical Elves Network. Uh, he and uh, it's it's amazing the relationship that he and uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson have had since high school. It's a very enlightening show this week. Um, I encourage you to watch it. So. Um, like I said, they, they seem to have uh, taken care of their veteran running back. Um, they definitely took care of their, uh, <laughs> veteran defensive tackle with Shelby Harris. Uh, he's going to be a rotational guy. Um, I don't expect Dalvin Tomlinson to play more than 55 snaps a game because basically that's what he's done his career. Uh, Zedarius Smith looks like a monster. <laughs> Uh, JOK looks great. I can't wait to see Delpit. He was down uh, graduating at LSU. Congratulations. Uh, nothing beats a college degree. Um, so basically, let's see what happens. I, I know that uh, during the game, uh, let's let's hope jo Josh Dobbs uh, plays like he did last year in the preseason. That would be very encouraging. Um, but, uh, you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson, man, he is just, he is lit a spark under this team and I, I love it. I love it. I know it's against third and fourth teamers, but still had a great game. So that's it for today's, uh, Cleveland Browns dog pound South podcast. I encourage you to follow, uh, listen, uh, you can find us on, um, Apple, Spotify, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, you can follow us on Facebook, and like I said, you can go to YouTube and subscribe uh, to the Fanatical Elves Network. Uh, also, uh, we're doing, uh, I'm, I'm encouraged by everybody uh, watching and, uh, and following. Uh, if you Google Cleveland Browns podcast, uh, we are at the top of the list, which is fantastic, and that's because of you the people out there watching. So that's it for this episode. Let's uh, get ready to play Philly. By the way, I got, got a new, another polo on today, the 75th anniversary polo. Still working through my shirt collection. <laughs> I have plenty. So uh, thanks for uh, watching. Thanks for listening. And um, go Browns. <laughs>